What are we talking about today? Ooh, today, people are going to laugh. They're going to cry. It's going to be a little rough. Some of them are the worst <laughs> in bed. Okay, no. A woman who, again, is healthy and is secure with herself will feel like you are actively objectifying her. And that doesn't feel good. If she's not ready, it feels like sandpaper. They don't come home to the weakest, scraggliest, most pathetic male. If you want the lioness, you have to be the lion. You cannot be the hyena. This is the I Wish You Knew podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Lane Smith, and with me is my good friend, Sarah Don Moore. Sarah, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Adam. What are we talking about today? Ooh, today, people are gonna laugh, they're gonna cry, it's gonna be a little rough. So today we're gonna dive deep into what we wish people knew about dating advice, especially because I want everybody out there, I wish you knew how much bad dating advice is on this internet. Sarah, you have seen some bad dating advice in your time. I am certain of it. Oh yeah, I've been given bad dating advice. I've partaked in bad dating advice and it hasn't really yielded a lot of good results, so. <laughs> Makes things so much worse. You start to lose hope and you yeah. give up on the whole human race. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is, you know, once I, <laughs> with my coaching clients, uh, I've experienced it with myself. Once you understand how to date properly, what you're looking for, you don't have to use strategy, you don't have to use games, you don't have to, you don't really even have to look up dating advice anymore because you just show up and know what to do naturally. That's very true. Um, so I think that what we'll do today, Adam, is really talk about some of the things that we've heard and some of the things that we've seen on the internet. And we asked our followers and our subscribers what they had heard. Oh, yeah. And then let's, we'll give them some tools on what to actually do. What is proper dating advice from people who have studied, you know, attachment and trauma and addiction and understanding when you're healed, what to really do. Absolutely. So this episode will act as a defense mechanism for everybody out there. We have obviously Sarah and I coach people through dating and relationship and marriage issues all the time. So we know how to filter for what's good and what's bad and what's going to get you destroyed and heartbroken. We will help you stay off that ugly path. But I'd also like this to serve as a touch point for people to keep coming back to. I've noticed that a lot of guys come into my coaching. They do a few coaching sessions. They learn the basics. They know enough to connect with good, loving people. But then they start to doubt themselves. Right. They start to doubt themselves. They go check out. OK, well, you know, Adam gave me great advice, but I wonder if there's anything extra I could do. And then they pick up a little bit of bad poison along the way. Just a little poison. Right. You only drink a little bit of poison. But then they sneak into my DMs and they're like, hey, Adam, you know, I, I know it's been a month or two since we talked, but I heard this thing. What do you think of this? And I get so many, Adam, what do you think of this? So many of those, especially my private coaching community. What do you think of blank? Today, Sarah, I would love, I would love for this to become an episode for people to come in and say, what do two professional, healthy dating coaches think of all this crap advice on the internet? Mm -hmm. That's what I think that this could be right here. The final word on some of the worst dating advice that's ever been given. So okay, with that. So we did ask 
our, yes, we did. Our followers and our subscribers and, write in and, and you tell guys, us. You guys came through. I have so much information from you guys, Sarah. I know you do too. This is sourced directly from the community and from you guys. So please keep that information coming. If you have bad dating advice, you have questions, you have topics you want covered, please keep coming because it's an interactive experience here between us. Awesome. So I'll go first. Now, a lot of my followers are men. Uh, I have you know, some females as well, oh, yeah. about 20%. And women are finally waking up to how cool you are. I like that. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, so I, I'm real. I'm honest. Sometimes I'm a little blunt, but they, you know, the women who follow me, they, they understand my mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of bad dating advice, a lot of red pillars, a lot of the menosphere, a lot of male, you know, dating coaches, right? They, they say, don't take advice from a fish, take it from a fisherman. And and that just bothers me in general, because what a lot of what the things that they don't understand is that, yes, the fisherman might be giving them advice, but the fisherman is giving them advice to catch the fish and the fish will flounder a little bit and they'll catch it for a little tiny moment and then it will flop right back into the ocean. They give dating advice that's based off of getting laid. They get dating advice based off of attaching to emotionally unavailable women. Mm -hmm. So this is very common. We hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. I saw a post on it by one of our colleagues, uh, you know, treat them mean, keep them keen. Basically, (laughs) scarcity is what keeps women attached to you and hooked to you. Scare them. Scare no. Well, not even just scare them, but ignite their abandonment wounds, mm. because the ones with the daddy issues, the mm. crazy mm. ones, mm-hmm. will be uh, attracted to that, and mm-hmm. they will want to convince you that they are different, mm-hmm. that they are, um, that that they can convince you to tame the beast. So you should text them just intermittently, mm-hmm. because it will keep them fantasizing about you. Mm-hmm. Now, why this doesn't work with healthy women who have high self-esteem, who have high self-worth, is because they will think, these are the types of things that we will think about with that type of advice or with that type of behavior. Oh, okay. Well, he's obviously dating multiple different types of women or multiple women. So uh, I'm going to move on because I'm going to find a guy who actually is interested in settling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a woman who has done any type of work on her attachment at all, or her you know, safety and security, and has any type of self-worth is not going to tolerate a man just like sliding in and out of her DMs, mm-hmm. coming in and coming out, because it feels like games. It feels like you are playing games, and any woman who has had that before knows that that is complete bad boy behavior. Mm -hmm. And if a woman is looking for a secure connection in a relationship, she wants consistency. She, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want you to bombard her with 20 text messages a day and double texting and, you know, asking all these questions over text message to try and build a connection. But, you know, if you call her once a day and say, Hey, how was your day? Or, okay, fine. Every other day, you have to maintain a connection. The the woman has to feel as though we're progressing, we're moving forward so that when she gets to the date or the second date or the third date, she's thinking he's actually interested in me, not just for my 
things that are happening between mm-hmm. my legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Adam? Does that all make sense? Yes. If you play games that attract only anxious women, then you are only going to connect with anxious women. If you well, let's pr- let's define though really quick if the audience is new to your work and attachment theory because sure. a lot of people are sure what does anxious mean and, and give us like a 101 good call so anxious attachment style is the belief that you have something wrong with you on the inside everyone can see it no one will take you seriously no one's really going to love you you have to earn approval from other people by doing everything right and it's constantly playing a game of someone will eventually stop loving me. When is that going to be? Well, every good thing I do pushes that day out one more day. So you have women like this. You have men like this too. And a lot of guys like this go on the internet and say, I keep getting hurt. Well, yeah, it's because you mostly connect with women who have avoidant attachment style, which says nobody else can ever be trusted. Everybody else is going to betray you. Everyone will hurt you. You have to keep everybody at arm's length forever. That's avoidant attachment style. And when you get those two together, it's horrifying because the avoidant person will push buttons to make the other person feel good and follow them. But then they feel smothered and chased and overwhelmed because the person gets too close. So then they run and freak out. And the anxious person says, oh, this is amazing. Somebody loves me this much right up front. Day one flowers flying me to Paris on our first weekend. And then I'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsor today, Rugged Legacy Grooming Supply, because men, there are two types of men in this world. One, the man who takes care of himself or the other man that expects a woman to take care of him. And you don't want to be the latter. So pick up these supplies. It is a full grooming set. They smell amazing. They smell like masculinity and you won't regret it. It is a full line of products, a full suite from everything from head to toe, what you need to bring out the best in you. They they move in, they smother, and then they get abandoned and they mm. freak out and chase. And it's it's like a cycle. It's a sick little dance. We call it the, action, the anxious avoidant dance anxious because dance. because it's like a seesaw. Yes. You know, one person moves away. The avoidant feels very suffocated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they'll then sometimes I mean, you actually said something to me that was very profound that a lot of times the behavior happens at a very subconscious level. Mm -hmm. They don't even know that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So it feels like games to the anxious person, but the avoidant person is just trying to maintain some sort of independence or their their mortal fear of being suffocated or or intimacy. So they're doing it just as a a, a reflex, almost like a stove that we try and touch and it's, what do we do? We move our hand away. Yes. So to be safe. And then, of course, what happens is that the anxious person will feel even more triggered. Their abandonment gets triggered. They mm-hmm. chase even more. Mm-hmm. And then they pull back because they're now they're trying to create safety within themselves because yep. they're going, oh, I can't I can't trust this person. What's happening? Yeah. So it's it's just a, a big triggering mess. Yes. And these these guys in in the manosphere and in some types of dating advice world that they live in, they don't get into it. They just cover, you know, the basics of this evolutionary psychology, hypergamy, blah, 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 blah. And then all these men flood my DMs, flood my comments, flood your comments and go, ah, I am alone again. I'm going MGTOW. These Mm -hmm. women are crazy. And you know, and and so much of the dating advice we're going to cover here today comes down to on the internet. uh, If you're anxious, Try to try to pretend you're not 
If you're avoidant, embrace that or start acting like an avoidant person to get anxious people to follow you. Mm-hmm. And they don't use these words, right? The red pill circles don't use these words. When Rolo Tomasi goes on and tells men, you know, all women have borderline personality disorder, he doesn't use those words. Yeah. But he says, all women have these features. They are incapable of loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. He tweeted, you know, all, there is no such thing as a high value woman. Imagine saying he's got a daughter. Imagine looking your daughter in the eye and saying, I'm sorry, sweetie, you will never be a high value human being because- I know, he does have a daughter and it, a wife. It's, which is pretty rough. But you think about that, a lot of the guys on the internet, what they're teaching you to do is mimic avoidant behavior. Mm-hmm. So that you can then pull in and prey upon anxiously attached women, which is why so many guys who follow dating advice and tactical advice, right? You're trying to fish. You're trying to catch a fish. You're either going to catch her with a hook or a club or whatever it's going to take, but you're going to catch that fish. Well, turns out women are not fish. Mm -hmm. Not usually. So what about you? What's your next piece? Oh, I've got some good ones. You guys really came through and pulled in some great ones. So. Let's, uh, let's make some people cry with some of this advice that came in. Oh, it's good. Some of it's good. Someone wrote in on my YouTube channel and said, a man should never become friends with a woman he's interested in because then she will never consider him as a possible romantic partner. Mm-hmm. The friend zone, right? A lot of guys get this wrong and think the friend zone comes from being her friend. And that is the dumbest thing that men believe, one of the dumbest things that men believe in 2023. Sarah, talk to us a little bit about why the friend zone has nothing to do with friendship. Okay. Um, The behaviors that put a man into the friend zone don't equate. You are friends with your partner. Like you you have to be able to sit and talk converse and have a friendship with your partner. You're not just there, you know, pounding it out every five seconds. (laughs) There needs to be other things in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Does a woman want to be friends with a man that she wants to also sleep with? Correct. Yes. Correct. And if we start as friends, that doesn't mean if and I'm attracted to you, that doesn't mean that I don't not want to sleep with you. But right. what guys will, what puts guys in the friend zone is the low self-esteem, mm. the searching for validation, the, the constant, do you like me? Yeah. I can't tell. Ugh. I'm unsure. Ugh. Do you, what's happening here? Right. I'm going to suffocate you. I'm going to come on all, I'm going to give you everything I have. Right. Because uh, you are the only option and you, I have made my mind up that you are the woman <laughs> that will be my princess. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what Dr. Robert Glover would call the nice guy syndrome. Yes. 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 That is so different than you being a confident man, knowing what you want, talking about the types of things that you value we talk about those things with our friends. Those are the types of things that we share with our friends. Yeah. We go to dinner with our friends. Yeah. If you're in the friend zone, what I've noticed is it's not because she thinks you're her friend, right? I'm, I'm married almost 15 years. My wife and I are definitely good friends. Yeah. If you're in the friend zone, it's because you earned her friendship, but you also murdered her sexual desire for you. Yes. <laughs> you made it impossible for her to see you as a sexual being 
or to feel any of that connection with you, that stability, that desire, because now you are a weak child that she has to pat on the head and caretake your emotions. And and say, yes, 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 little boy, I, I do. I do. <laughs> little boy. I do like there it you. Is. It's okay. I, I don't. It's almost as like I have to give you the reassurance that you need and that, yes, that that's what mothers do to their sons. Mothers. Honey, here's your gold medal. I, you know, you're so sweet. You're so kind. They should rename the friend zone the mom zone. <laughs> it's true. That's a good one. What do you have for us, Sarah? What's the worst advice that someone has written in with? Ah, don't date a successful woman. She will leave you. <laughs> she will She will take her money and mm-hmm. have fun with the pool boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I think that once again, that is, and I'm speaking as a successful woman herself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has the, the amount of money that you make does not determine whether or not I'm going to leave you or That's not. True. I've never seen you sleep with a pool boy. That's very <laughs> true, Sarah. <laughs> I have dated. And the thing is, is that, look, men think that you have to be this high value, successful Ferrari. <laughs> the hypergamy <laughs> is the ultimate of, of everything. Right. Now, do I want to float all of our rent? Do I want to take us out to dinner every night? Do I want to be the one who is, is again, taking care of you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and providing for us because you are lazy mm-hmm. or you don't work as hard or I come home from work from a 40, 50 hour week and you are sitting and playing video games. Yeah, a little bit different, yeah. That is the difference that if if I choose a career that is high earning and okay, great, I'm I make more money than you, fantastic. Sure. sure. But if you choose a career, you're passionate about it, you're you're in it, you're a teacher, you're a coach, you are football, you know, you're you're doing something that you love and you maintain that masculinity in the home you still have a frame of leadership. You're still taking me out on dates or at least, you know, providing that emotional stability. A lot of times guys will let the money ruin their ego. Mm -hmm. They let it get Mm -hmm. in the way. Mm -hmm. And then a woman will feel that Mm -hmm. she'll pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Again, it will start to create that desexualization that you talk about. And she might start to lose a little bit of respect. And then the guy will say, see, I, I knew it. It was because I made less money than her. Yes. That's why she left me. There are, I say there are three types of very successful business women, right? There are the women who grew up pretty rough circumstances. Dad didn't take care of her. You know, she learned she had to tooth and nail and claw, get every dollar she could in life, uh, make everything happen. Very avoidant. She's a very avoidant woman. There are plenty of successful avoidant men as well. Like avoidance lends itself well to financial success because that's all you trust is money and finance. So you will dive into that to feel safer. There's a lot of very successful people are very avoidant. And that's why, Mm. you know, they come into your coaching. They ask you, okay, I'm miserable, right? You've helped these guys and and they're so unhappy and they're so unfulfilled with with millions in the bank. Because people are scary. Because people are scary and and they've (laughs) missed out. I can't trust people. Right, and and that's that's a lot of the, the midlife crisis for upper executive businessmen is I'm 50, I've made my fortune, what am I missing because I'm so unhappy? Mm-hmm. And, and and you've worked with them, I work with them. 
But there's also, so that's, that's one group of successful women. They give all the other successful women a more difficult name. Mm -hmm. There's also the successful women who had that avoidance. It started them down that path, but they've done so much work. They've taken that money. They've invested in therapy and coaching and growth. And now they're looking for an intimate relationship because they know it's possible. Mm-hmm these women are wonderful. They have rough edges that need uh, work through experience and love and intimacy, but they can make incredible wives. And then you have the women who chased their passion, mm -hmm. right? Women who are like built for business. They're not avoidant. They're just like, they have, they have a thriving passion they want to chase. God bless them. That's fantastic. They're wonderful too. So many of the couples who come to me where the woman does make more money, the challenge isn't, okay, how do we make her feel like she is able to deal with a man who has less money? It's usually they come in and they say she wants greater emotional intimacy in the bond. And that's what he's not knowing how to provide for her. Mm. So they, they, they come in together often with her money. Oh, that is so true. They come in together and he's sort of avoidant and she's a little avoidant and she's spending that money, like help him meet my emotional needs and not like whip him, but help him talk to me, mm -hmm. help him talk about things outside of work, help him, help him be my loving partner. And he's like, I would love to, do, I have no idea what to do. So they both come together to grow. And that's yeah. fantastic to see. You are a successful businesswoman. You, you know, other mm -hmm. successful businesswomen. How many of them are the cold hearted, ruthless, avoidant, throw a man to the wind the moment that he's not providing what she wants versus how many of them are looking for intimacy? I mean, there's definitely like you said, there's definitely percentage. I would probably say about 20 percent. Right. Who who are looking to prove something, who mm -hmm. have that kind of masculine edge, mm -hmm. uh, who don't know they don't know how to turn it off. Right. And and I feel for those women, um, I, I would identify I used to I used to kind of have a little bit of that because it was, sure. you know, it was, you had to be very competitive when you're working with men. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, there's the women that are passionate, the women that mm -hmm. are just looking for a man, not who can handle them, but who doesn't get intimidated, who doesn't get intimidated by the money that right. they come up with a plan for their finances. Right. And, you know, again, we're talking about prenups and we're talking about some of the things that we've talked about on the previous episodes. You need to be able to have those conversations. Yeah. And again, like you said, she's not, you can still be a leader and you can still show up in the relationship, but you have to not let that affect you. Absolutely. It's because you can't dumb her down. You no. can't say, sorry, you know, I, I feel intimidated by this because no. then she'll look at you and go, okay, well, yeah. bye. I'm not going to, to, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give up my passion just to appease your ego no i call this the lioness model right if if the if the females are going out hunting like lioness lion in the lion tribe if the females go out hunting they don't come home to the weakest scraggliest most pathetic male <laughs> they just don't mm -hmm. if the lioness goes hunting the male has to be so masculine that not hunting doesn't take away from who he is mm -hmm. and that's that's what it's kind of have to be. If you want to date a successful woman, you have to be a masculine man. Doesn't mean money. It means who you are and what you offer. Yeah. And furthermore, I just want to close this out with women who want a family or who want who meet the right guy. A lot of times their priorities will shift. Mm -hmm. Their priorities will change. And it might it might be that, yeah, she might be making more than you. 
You know, if you look mm-hmm. at the Alex Hermosis of the world, if you mm-hmm. look at some of the most successful businessmen, mm-hmm. a lot of them were dating women in the beginning where they were poor. They were the ones that were hustling. They were the entrepreneurs. And those women, you know, basically supported them for a number of years until mm-hmm. they became successful. And then the roles reversed. So mm-hmm. be, be open to that. Be Life changes of a woman's priorities changes when mm-hmm. she gets into a relationship with the right man with a man who provides that safety and security, then there is a lot of fulfillment that comes with a woman who potentially will, it takes pride That's right. in being a mother or being a caretaker for her husband That's or, right. but you, again, you can't, you can't just say goodbye to all the successful women. And I think a lot of men are because women are rising up the ranks. And for everybody out there who says this is impossible, this is fake, my wife, worked she ran her own business she made way more money than i did as i was going through graduate school Mm. she made way more money than i did when i completed graduate school i started working built my own my own career we decided to have children she sold her business now she's a stay-at-home mom and we're on baby number five see so made more money owned her own business set it aside to become a mom and she's she's so fulfilled in that exactly if you want the lioness you have to be the lion you cannot be the hyena and there's a lot of, yeah, there's, I can't tell you enough about the benefits of, of dating a successful one woman that, well, why wouldn't you want a team member? Why wouldn't you want, and, and, and to the ladies out there, I will have to give them a little bit of advice. Um, don't ever use your money as power mm. or control. Don't ever throw that in his face. Emasculate. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. That, that is, that is a, a one way ticket to scaring a man right off oh man so a, a lion won't tolerate that no. and a weak man will break yes so take you know yes fine if you value your passion keep that as your passion keep your money do your thing but there's no need to be there's no need to talk about you know if you want to inspire a man you have to do it differently than just saying i make more money than you or what do you bring to the table or yeah power and leverage that that doesn't work with a man so ladies listen up Mm -hmm. don't do that all right felix wrote in from instagram to ask me and and share this advice this was good if you're not good in bed or if you're not experienced enough at sex she will leave you for another guy who can satisfy her that women are basically just looking for technique if you, a lot of guys come into my coaching, they're, they're virgins or they've only, what is the term? They've had one body, one or two body count, mm-hmm. not high enough. And they say, I am not good enough at pleasing her. She will, like all the women in the porno, she, she won't react like that and she won't be getting what she's wanting. So she will leave me solely on the basis of not having enough sexual prowess. Okay. Sarah, is there any truth to this at all? Do women only judge you for how you use your genitals? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but here's the problem. Here's the problem is that a lot of men who don't have the experience, right? They'll like pretend mm. or they will act like they have the experience <laughs> or they will, they'll just be, they'll like forge through the path and they won't ask questions. They won't mm-hmm. ask for instruction. Mm-hmm. They won't let's, you know, they'll act like they know what they're doing. (laughs) And then the girl will go, 
oh, you you don't you don't know what you're doing, but then you're also not even willing to participate Correct. in the conversation with Correct. me. Correct. Or you'll watch, you know, no offense, but you can watch my YouTubes. I give great you the, great uh, practical advice, there but at go. the same time. Ask her what she wants. (laughs) Every woman is different. And that's the thing is there are men who have been with, and this is a little secret in the female circles that I'll let you men in on. There are men who have been with many women. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're some of the, some of them are the worst (laughs) in bed. Some of them are the most terrible Mm. because they don't, ask what do you want Mm -hmm. how can i please you Mm -hmm. think out of the box watch some shows together and go oh you want me to do that to you Mm. you know have the confidence to know that this is a new person that every woman is different it is it is literally like a treasure chest Mm -hmm. every time you open it there's going to be something new and Mm -hmm. and different inside Mm -hmm. and it's your job as the man to be communicative but mm-hmm. again a lot of guys will not ask mm-hmm. so what do you think i think that this is a fundamental misunderstanding between men and women on how sexual pleasures even derived mm-hmm. so many guys it's physical and visual stimulation yeah is she hot is she swinging from the chandelier? Is she wearing those panties? Whatever it is. And then the physical pleasure of the act and, and, and often the novelty of it, right? This is how porn works. You don't see them sit down in the porn and say, oh, you know, what do you enjoy? Let's hold hands. Let's have a discussion. Let's talk. Let's work on this together. Oh, this could be fun. How are you enjoying this as I'm you know, jackhammering you with, with uh, you know, whatever it is. They don't stop and ask. They don't check in. It, it, Guys don't do that. They don't care <laughs> they don't, because it's physical stimulation. I am. You're stimulating this area. It feels good. That's all I'm looking for. Guys think that that's how it must work for women. So they're like, OK, physical stimulation techniques that make a woman feel good. And they forget that the vast majority of the female pleasure is derived from oxytocin emotional connection emotional connection oxytocin right and oxytocin comes from the emotional connection feeling loved feeling feeling bonded to you feeling safe you actually can't release much oxytocin if your cortisol is high if you feel safe unsafe and guarded it's very difficult a lot of women with attachment issues actually struggle to release oxytocin so they struggle to have arousal so they struggle to have an orgasm so they struggle to have multiple and and it's very difficult for you to make her do that purely through stimulation right Mm -hmm. if she's not ready it feels like sandpaper yes yes 100 percent. so what uh well maybe we should have a whole episode on tips and techniques for how to make that better but yeah no guys at home listen to sarah sarah will she leave you if you're not good enough in bed the first time no absolutely not and 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 honestly if if you're too good in bed yeah the first time yeah if you're too good that's also a bit of a red flag because that tells me, oh, what are you performing? Who are you performing for? Like, what's happening here? And again, a lot of avoidant men, a lot of the bad boys, so much that we have to debunk. There's a lot. There's a lot. And we've, we've got tons of advice here to, yeah, to debunk. Yeah, the bad with. boy is is typically very, very good in bed because he's had, you know, a lot of experience or, or he's, there's that... 
Uh, tell me, tell me more, Adam. You explain it so well. That sure. bad boy is is just become so good at hooking women through sex, but that only works with a certain type of woman. Absolutely, guys. How you look is incredibly important. You've been listening to Tanner talk about this, but what I want you to look at next is your face in the mirror. What does your beard say? What's your skin say? What does everything about you say? Rugged Legacy Grooming Supply makes you say, I'm a man who takes myself seriously. So check out Rugged Legacy Grooming Supply if you want to be a man of power. And that's only going to work for the short term because it has, they have to do that. They have to do that because they don't believe that like the woman will stay for anything else. Yeah. They don't know how to build that emotional no. connection. They know how to fake the emotional connection through love bombing to get a little bit of oxytocin so that when they get you in bed, then they can grow that oxytocin and actually make you have more climaxes. And then they're really good at it. And then you're bonded to them. So right. then you'll chase them through all their crap when they start pulling away, freaking out, not texting you, using all the tactics online. Yeah. This is this is how it goes. They They are... They are avoidant in the sheets because they have to be. Exactly. So uh, any woman who has done a little bit of work on this and who has studied a little this a little bit. So again, guys, just ask, yeah. talk, work on the emotional component, you know, maintain your masculinity. But and th the sexiest thing is talking about sex. Yeah. That's the biggest talk about it as a couple. foreplay. That is that is the biggest foreplay that you can have is right. when a man is talking about, you know, the things that he potentially wants to do to you sure. or the things that he wants to try or tell me, you know, just tell me something that you like. And, and she might say, Oh, I don't know, you know, and, and that's okay. Cause mm -hmm. she's, she might be shy as well. Mm -hmm. She might not be mm -hmm. used to a man asking mm -hmm. her, but then just take your time. Yeah. Just take your time, build it up. But again, it's the confidence that radiates through that will ultimately lead to the hottest sex, yes. like that confidence. It's when you start to doubt yourself and, and that with that belief system of, oh my gosh, she's she's not gonna like me or you know, it's gonna it's gonna kill everything if I'm not good that first time. You're gonna have so much performance anxiety. <laughs> you are going to you're gonna lose your heart on, you're gonna mm -hmm. you're gonna make her nervous. Like mm -hmm. it's going to be uh, not an enjoyable experience no. for anyone. Yeah, no, it's very rarely do women enjoy porno sex and no you, and usually only with a partner that they've been with for long enough that they trust you completely yeah very often all right what's your what's the next one you've got if a woman doesn't have sex with you by date three she is not she does not have burning desire for you oh now this is true Genuine this is true burning desire it actually should be on the table on date number one where you mm -hmm. have sex otherwise she's not that she's not the right one no guys online go on and on and on about how women give us sex away so easily every woman is having sex with to the alphas to the alphas immediately what is the saying alpha Bucks, beta, oh, or alpha. I have no. See, I don't even know it. And you don't. And you don't want to. And I won't. I won't say it on a family network. No, alpha f's beta. Anyway. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's they complain that women give sex away so easily, and they call every woman a slut. But then they say that if she's not having sex with you by the first second date some guys even say within hours of meeting you that she is worthless and stupid and you should dump her immediately of so, course then if we have a high body count though we're trash then you're trash and they will treat you like garbage anyway i so. did this algorithm for i was on a podcast and a guy said this you know well i don't only you know i date women who are 
you know, only the third date and that's it. I get rid of him after that. And I said, oh, okay. So have you ever, have you ever, (laughs) I gave him the calculations of how Mm -hmm. many dates, Mm -hmm. you know, that I had gone on that year. Mm -hmm. And I said, if I slept with every one of these men on day three, Mm you know how what my body count would be it's yeah. oh well 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 that's i that that's something that you have to manage uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> so women should just never ever date ever they should live alone in a little shack with a little you know a little shawl over them waiting for yep. waiting for the guy who has nailed three thousand women to come find them yes god forbid we take our time you know dating based off of Slowly values and, and getting not, to know yeah. someone and what we want and what we don't want and secure women will not sleep with you on the third date that is just how it goes. Amen, because, because Well, because they know that's like taking three shots of whiskey and then signing a business contract. Yep. Secure men don't rush into sex either. Not that they don't want to have it, but they know that once you start the sex, once you start that, it's your over. brain, your, well, your brain gets so cloudy. It's over. Because then you're like, okay, until that starts, until the physical stuff starts, I can be mostly clear-minded yep. about red flags. Then you start having sex with her, right? And this, this is why the craziest girls have sex with you as fast as possible is because then by the time you get to date five, date six, and she's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I strangle kittens for fun. And you're like, <laughs> well, that sounds like a red flag, but if I bring it up, I'm not gonna have that good sex that we had. So, okay, it's just kittens. It's probably okay. <laughs> and, and, and women, same thing, right? Oh, well, I've had sex with them. So maybe it's, it's probably not that big a deal. I can change him. So why, let me, let me let's talk about this. Why women have sex early with men, and I will tell you, as somebody who's coached women through this, is because we learn very quickly when you have an anxious attachment style mm-hmm. and you, t- you don't necessarily have a father figure, you learn very quickly that the easiest way to get love, attention, affection from men is through sex. To be interesting. Is through, to be interesting. And the most interesting way to do that is to be naked. Correct. So women Thanks who have that anxious attachment style will use, will typically give it up very quickly mm-hmm. because they think, oh my gosh, this guy, I can get him to pay attention to me mm-hmm. if I have sex with him early. Then six months down the road, they turn crazy. And then the guys will say, but Sarah, Women don't show you who they are in the very beginning. They wait six months. No, you fools. She showed you exactly who she was by Uh date one. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember one guy, oh man, one guy met met a a girl and they went on a date and uh, he thought it was fine and and they they happened to finish their date and and it was going really well, so they drove to a nearby place that was fairly secluded, which turned out to be a graveyard. And they had sex there on the first date. And uh, he said, I thought it was great. And and at at six months in, she turned really crazy. And she started trying to like steal my money. She accused me of assault. A graveyard? She started, and she was punching me in the face and the cops came and then she told them it was my fault. Luckily I had footage (laughs) showing her punching me in the face. And I'm like, so you, what, where do you think that you could have seen a red flag? Well, I don't know that I saw any until, you know, four or five months in. Yeah. A graveyard. Okay. Sure. Wow. So yes, women will show you pretty quick. And, and this is the two different dating pools is I must be interesting. Same as the guys that we talked about a moment ago. I have to be interesting and stimulating or people will leave me the way that my caregivers did. 
Yes. People will not take me seriously the way my caregivers didn't. People or again, they don't loved. feel as though they have anything else to offer. Yes. My self-esteem is so low that if, if I don't, this is the best that I have to offer yes. is my body, is yes. the things that are the extrinsic values. Yes. But when you have that value within yourself, when you know, I want this guy, I, I'm looking for a, a, a relationship that is based on long-term intrinsic mm -hmm. values, such mm -hmm. as do we value the same thing, religion, politics, uh, money, you know, stuff. We, we, people are willing to get naked with each other before they're even willing to talk about their religious or their financial, mm -hmm. you know, situation or mm -hmm. what they think about certain things mm -hmm. that are deep and meaningful and that yes. will make or break a relationship. So that is the thing guys is it's not an interview. A woman, when you're asking a woman and you're going out with her and you're courting her and you're getting to know her, the fact that you are holding off on sex and if she can't have these conversations with you and if she gets scared off or if she goes, oh, I'm out of here. I'm this guy, you know, this is too deep or this is too much or it's too much of an interview. If she tries to bait you with sex, which a lot of women do, mm -hmm. red flag Absolutely. those are your signs that you're missing and in our in our, in our coaching programs i and in a lot of my course mm -hmm. there's a, a and our content there are a ton uh, there's a ton of information on the early signs that are not that are not common but a lot of the advice and a lot of these people in the manosphere giving guys this advice it is so misplaced it's terrible. and it's so wrong <laughs> and it it's it's just going to perpetuate this, the exact same cycle that we've all found ourselves in. So this one came in from Hannah on my TikTok, and she, uh, and she specified that people tell her, hey, why are you offended that within the first five minutes of talking? He asked for pictures of your body. And this ties in really well with, ladies, you should just be fine that men look at porn. Men want porn. Men want porn of you. They want porn of other girls. It's just normal. Just deal with it. Yes. What do you think of this one, Sarah? Do you think that women should just shut up and send nudes to every person that they meet immediately before the first date? Here's the real rub. Here's the, here's the thing is I think that it goes back to over sexualization. It is using sarcasm, using sexual innuendos. Guys will think, well, this is funny. You know, I'm sarcastic. This is just who I am. I'm just a sarcastic, you know, that's what she said, kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if a woman is decently attractive, okay, she's got probably a thousand matches waiting on her bumble, probably 50 DMS, depending on how many people she's got following her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She has got men coming after her wanting something from her yeah something whether it's pictures whether it's again conversation that's that that is sexually overtly guys will try and have sex sexual conversations or use what they think is this type of pickup artistry stuff okay no a woman who again is healthy and is secure with herself will feel like she's a piece of meat, mm -hmm. like you are actively objectifying her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good. That does not create. It's only gonna match up with women who are very insecure. There was, there was a really funny experiment uh, from a YouTuber named Gerbert Johnson, a young, a young guy. 
and he went on and created a super giga Chad dating profile. And he texted all of these women, every woman that he could find. He texted her a question that just said head. Just Mm -hmm. that was his opening line. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the women like didn't reply or told him like F you. And there were a lot of women that said, sure, or when, or yeah, it sounds great. There were a bunch of those women and a lot of them had very, very visibly insecure pictures. Like you might expect, uh, dressing with skin, trying to be interesting in their picture through skin versus the women who said, no, a lot of them were, let's just say dressed differently. They were, they were dressed more like you would expect a girlfriend or a wife, maybe to dress on a date versus, you know, someone you might meet in an alley. So it, it, it definitely will work on some women mm-hmm. and some women. Yes, guys, if you're out there looking to collect nudes, like, like collectible cards, like baseball cards, then yes, you can pressure the women you meet within five minutes to, to send nudes. Girls, you don't have to do this. And, and healthy guys are not going to demand your nudes immediately. Well, I need to see what I'm getting before. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> she has most of the same parts you've probably seen before. Most of them. I mean, maybe there's tentacles hidden. I have no idea, but Odds are good that she's probably built most like most women are. And and frankly, you're probably going to find her fairly attractive once the clothes come off. And Ladies, you don't have to do this. And men need to remember that women are not, we're not visual creatures. We oh. don't care. If you send us a picture, don't expect to get one back. <laughs> and a lot of times too, yeah. we are you know, we're afraid there's, I mean, there's, there's women who are fine with the only fans and having their body posted all over the internet, but there are some, yeah. I, like there is absolutely in no planet I'm living on that, that I'm even sending any types of pictures unless I'm, you know, quite frankly, married to that person, but it's just not, it's not safe for us to do that because those pictures can and could be used against us. And it doesn't elicit it doesn't elicit anything. No. It's a one-way connection. You're just like, here's a picture, but it, it, it's the same type of thing. It's thirsty. Yeah. It's why couldn't you, what, what about asking me a question about, wow, like, did you have a good day? Did you have a, <laughs> what did you do today? You right. know, how, what's one high, what's one low? Like ask a question that elicits some type of a conversation if you're trying to build a connection with a woman like but you've seen her pictures you know what she looks like it's going to be a while before you get some some other ones i I would expect yes right it comes down to the guys who are pressuring girls for nudes that fast are guys who view women as sexual objects Mm -hmm. i am not one of those guys that's all the male gaze no i don't really care about that but guys who treat women as sexual dopamine objects yes is very different from a man who likes to see naked girls mm-hmm. pretty much pretty, most men on this planet love to see naked women yes there's a couple guys i'm aware there's 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 a subsect of, of the male population that don't like naked women totally understandable put them aside the vast majority of men there's a joke that we invented fire so that we could see naked women in the dark it's probably true to a lot of extents purposes but ladies keep in mind The guys that you want to be with are not going to demand nudes that fast. And guys, also keep in mind, if you're demanding nudes that fast, you are setting the condition that low and you are only going to connect with women who are going to send you nudes immediately. Hmm. Make make your decision based on that. 
Okay, so I got a really interesting one that I think I need your oh, feedback on man. because okay. I've never. Oh no! I guess it, it's a little bit different in the in the dating circles with men and women. The, the type of advice that we get versus what you get, oh, but um, I I couldn't cal like calculate how many guys wrote to me just be yourself. Oh no! Oh no! Okay. And I thought, well. Okay. Okay, but how is that bad? Yeah, oh what no. What is that? Why is that bad dating advice? So tell me, why why are the men saying no? Don't be yourself. Totally, no, totally with you. So we tell women this, right? And and because when a woman feels safe, she shows who she is. Uh -huh. So to a woman, this advice sounds great. Like just be yourself. And this is the advice women will give men. Hey mom, I'm going on a date. Okay, sweetie, remember to be yourself. Oh, right. Okay, okay my, you know, my aunt, my grandma, my sister. Make sure you are yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's true because a woman doesn't want to get blindsided by fake. Totally makes sense. Okay, this is one of those pieces. Of, this, this is one of those when you ask when you ask the fish, "How do I catch you?" Just be yourself. Okay, yes, that that makes total sense. But no, <laughs> because here's what happens: just be yourself. Cool. He shows up with his Spider-Man t-shirt, his sweatpants, <laughs> his, and he's, he's talking about porn, which porn he watched that morning, and he's telling her about Xbox and, and video games he's playing, and, he, and he's eating Cheetos like off her plate kind of thing, and just be yourself. No, don't ever be yourself. No, but be yourself, but here's the, here's the rub. Here's the piece. Be the best version of yourself cultivate the best version of yourself, right? Be the best you that you can be. If that means you dress better, if that, and you don't have to fake it, don't show up in a tux, but pick, pick the outfit that shows who you are. I'm not in a tuxedo now, but I've got a polo shirt. I've got jeans. I've got a nice jacket. I, this is what I wear and this is who I feel comfortable as. This is the best right now version of me. And, and will I dress different in the future? Maybe, maybe. Do I have clean fingernails? Mm -hmm. Yes, right? Do you, do, I, do you smell me from here? No, no I showered and, yeah. and I take care of that hygiene. I had a haircut very recently. I'm working on growing my beard. That's growing out too. I, I am working on being the best version of myself. I gotta lose weight. That'll be a better version of myself. It's continuous refinement. Mm -hmm. I've also built my social skills. I can ask you questions. I don't just show up with the skills I have. The idea of just be yourself, so many men take that and say, well, I am a static creature that will never ever change. I'm just gonna show up on this date as I'm comfortable. No, mm. bro, show up on the date with the best version of you and continuously refine that and show her that. Yeah. Maybe even tell her, I am working on this continuous refinement. Let me tell you about my journey of self-improvement I've been on lately. I think about it as an interview. You know, if I was interviewing for a big corporate job, which I had done many times before, mm -hmm. you know, I got into this coaching and I, I like to talk about all sorts of different things with my friends, M music in particular. That's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. It's what I do in my free time. It's my, it's everything to me. Now, am I going to talk, am I going to get to the interview and have a conversation about all the things that I want to talk about with this person? No. Am I, am I going to just show up and be myself? Probably not. Um, look, being a social human being, being an integrated male or female, mm -hmm. being mature, being some, someone who is charismatic, 
which I teach a lot about in my course, being someone who presents themselves and can be presentable with different people in different situations is a person who is able to read the room. If I, you know, I, I was yesterday, I was chatting with a woman at a restaurant. She was 90 years old. Her and I started, you know, we struck up a conversation leaving the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Am I going to have the same conversation with her that I have with you or my business partners or my brothers or right? Like, so being able to show up on a date and say, okay, I'm going to present a certain way. I don't know this person. Um, what, what might we have in common with each other? Mm -hmm. Am I going to launch in and dive into my dark, my deepest, darkest fears and secrets and talk about all the things that I want to talk about mm -hmm. that is just being myself? No. So I met a woman outside of the bathroom, right? She was 90 years old. And of course, am I going to show up and chat with her like I would my friends who are my age? No, it was a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think be yourself is okay. Yes, I understand the advice or just don't be yourself, but it's adapt to the situation. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful woman sitting in front of you, mm -hmm. or if you have a woman sitting in front of you and you talk about Star Wars all night, yeah. she's probably gonna go, I know very little about Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. And that's like, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. So have some foresight, you know, have the internal awareness to know that women, how to connect with a woman, but a lot of guys don't. So they think be yourself. And that means connect like a man would connect with another man. And that's where they fall flat on their face. Yeah. Don't be fake is what women are saying. Don't be fake. But what men need to hear is be the best version of you, mm -hmm. be authentic and then improve the truth. So it's a good truth. Yes. Love it. Well, Adam, I think we could probably do a part two and a part three Ooh. and a part four um, on some of the bad dating advice. But look, I mean, let's leave the audience with a couple of key takeaways when it comes to dating, because dating is a mess right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's give them a couple a couple tools, a couple things to think about um, where would they can find us, some resources that we have sure. that can help them with this. Sure. Why don't you go first? Sure. So, guys, if you enjoyed this, all these questions were sourced from you guys in the community. So please. If you have more topics you'd like to see covered, drop some comments down below. If you want to see this episode go again and have 15 more conversations like this where we rip dating advice apart, throw those questions in there, throw those comments. If you're listening to audio, give us a review and mention how much you enjoyed this. Show us that you enjoyed this and we will do more of it, number one. Number two, I think everything that we talked about here today can be summed up with be who you really are right? Actually be who you really are and talk to your partner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Be real and have some conversations. If you can do that, you bust through all this fake dating advice because you don't need it. Yeah. I would say, you know, along the lines with that is sometimes the best thing to do is to take yourself off of the dating market for a little while. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's six months. Maybe that's a year. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's taking some time to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And guys will say, you know, oh, I'm going to chase my bag and I'm going to do all that. Okay, well, that's great. That's one component, right? Mm -hmm. To stay focused on your work, to take yourself out. But it's also, what internal work do you need to do? Mm -hmm. Do you need to 
go potentially see someone, hire a coach like us where we can work on certain self-esteem things that mm. you are, are insecure about so that when you show up back into the dating space, you don't go on one date. This is what I see happen, right? Is when people don't take the time to do the internal work. They go out on one date. It's a disaster. They go, see, Sarah, I told you dating is a nightmare. I'm out of here. You know, I knew it wasn't for me. I'm, f I failed again. And it's like this huge catastrophe. And I'm going, Really? Mm -hmm. How many times did you interview for a job before you got one? Mm -hmm. 20, 25? Mm -hmm. It's rolling a dice. It is knowing that if the date didn't go well, it's not the end of the world. Right. It's the unattachment to the outcome. It's knowing I'm going to go out. I'm going to have an amazing time with this person. If it doesn't work, if they think I'm terrible, if they ghost me, guess what? I don't care mm -hmm. because someone is out there that will love me, that will care for me. I'm not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. Shoot, I mean, people either love me or they hate me. I've known that for many years. I'm a Leo and I am loud and proud. Sure. I'm also a very caring, a very kind, a very amazing woman and an amazing spirit. So unless, until you have that self-confidence and the ability to enter into the dating market knowing what you bring and that everything is not going to work out with 99%. You only need one, Adam. Right. And that was your wife. That's you right. only need one. That's right. So, so guys and girls, it's not about the game. That's not about the strategy. When you heal yourself and when you are in an amazing place, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, there's no games. There is only intention. There's only dating based on your values. No question is going to get you friend zoned. It's just about showing up confidently and knowing who you are. Mm. Anything else, Adam? Well, if you follow that method, you will get someone who actually likes you and you'll stay together and it will work because you'll love each other. Exactly. So, attraction. Like I call it attraction through authenticity. Mm -hmm. So Adam, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, you can follow Adam at adamlanesmith.com mm -hmm. and mine is saradonmore.com. We will have everything in the show notes. Adam has an amazing course on attachment. I have a, fund, a fundamental course on how to talk to women, how to even connect with a woman and what is going to get you the result that you need if you are a man. And woman, I have even a special section on how to speak Manglish, mm -hmm. how to really talk to a man. Mm -hmm. So you can find us, all the links will be in the description and in the show notes and we will see you on the next one this has been i wish you new podcast